Welcome to the Axiom Podcast. I'm Joey Brannon, and today we have the trifecta. It's, it's rare that we have both Cameron, Devin, not both, as all three of us on one podcast, but we uh, I actually recorded part of this episode. I recorded the entire episode solo, and I hated it so much, we canned it, and we're going to re-record it <laughs> as a discussion between the three of us. Uh, but we are today, guys. We're going to be talking about your business as a platform, whether you want it to be or not. Right, mm-hmm. and this is this is a, kind of a follow up, a part two to an episode that I did solo, uh, which I didn't can. I probably wish I would have, but I did an episode on Disney, like what what I learned lessons from the Magic Kingdom, and it was after a trip my family and I took to to uh, Walt Disney World, and um, it was my daughter's first time there. And there's a lot of cool stuff that I just kind of noted from a business perspective. And this, we got some we got some listener feedback, which is rare for this really? podcast. Yeah, we got a couple people reached out and said, we will never agree on Disney, you know? And like, I, I won't, I don't take my family to Disney, uh, you know, and people have some strong feelings about Disney yeah. in, in the wake of some events from earlier this year where yeah. uh, Disney is very much pushing an LGBTQ transgender agenda through their storytelling in their movies. And, and, um, yeah. and was very adamant, like this is something we are doing. And it was a kind of a behind the curtain peek at an internal company conversation where this came out. And a lot of people reacted, uh, yeah. Energetically. Yeah. I say to well, that. I mean, I, I just, for our listeners sake, I really love the fact that they felt free to give us feedback. Absolutely. Like we welcome that. So really thank you for, for sharing your thoughts on the content. And, and just to, so everybody knows, the leaked audio was a board meeting, correct? No, it was a, it was a fairly large employee Zoom meeting. Okay. There were about 800 participants on the call. But the president uh, of the, I think the entertainment group was kind of, was one of the, the major C-suite executives who was on that yeah. call. And, and her and, and others. Major spoke. department heads yeah. were on the call, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And, and the audio basically said, we have an agenda that we are going to try to push forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Quote, you know, quotas for, uh, LGBTQ or transgender characters and stories and, and, um, you know, just, you know, essentially, uh, using the Disney business as a platform to push an agenda. Right. And so you can say, oh, well, businesses shouldn't be about pushing agendas, but that's crazy. Businesses are always about pushing agendas. And that's kind of what we want, want to talk about in the podcast is you can either um, deny that and try to be agnostic about it, in, in which case other people will use your business to push their agenda. You know, they will, your business will be used as a platform um, by somebody to push an agenda, if not you. Uh, or you can embrace it and say that this is, this is exactly what we're about. And one of the things that can we clarify before we move on, like just to clarify, as we talk about every business has an agenda, let's define terms for our listeners. What is an agenda in in our sense of the word in this podcast? Yeah, I wrote one down. I think I got this from, uh, from the dictionary, like Google, you know, define (laughs) agenda and, uh, it's the underlying intentions or motives of a particular person or group. You know, I think that the few key words that are underlying intentions, what are the underlying intent? We can see what you're doing on the surface, but why are you doing that? Right. What's driving that? And so we, we say every business has an agenda primarily because every business that we work with at least has a clearly defined purpose Mm -hmm. and they have a clearly defined vision that is the direction that that company is going and the impact that they want to have on the world and why they want to have that impact. So that 
that is we're using those terms synonymously and saying an agenda is in some sense related to your vision and your purpose. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, if they don't have those things when they start to work with this, like that's one of the first things that we do. Right. And so right. we, we want, and you know, it's interesting. Like I think what we talk about sometimes when you first start a business, you know, you have all these clear ideas about what you want it to be and what you want it to accomplish. And then the, a lot of the companies we work with, you know, they may have been in there 15, 20, 30 years and somewhere along the way they kind of lost sight of that. Right. And, and part of, uh, Part of embracing Axiom's process is yes, what, like what is your agenda? What, you, this is gonna be a platform for something. What do you want it to be a platform for? So, uh, if you look throughout history, you know that. So, we're, we're talking about businesses that start. Let me back up for a second. We're talking about businesses like the businesses that we work with. Like we've lost sight, or there hasn't really been an agenda driving this business. There hasn't really been a mission driving this business. We need to embrace that. Um, and one of the reasons that we need to embrace it because, well, you know, that's what we want the business to be about. But we also know that a lot of other things just are not going to grow. Leadership is not going to grow. Systems and processes aren't going to grow. Customer base and revenue generation isn't going to grow. Financial health and profitability isn't going to grow if we are not focused on the same thing, if we're not pursuing that common vision. So we look at this as like, well, this is kind of table stakes for business growth. Yeah. And, and that's part of the reason it's so central and so early on in our process working with businesses. When you get to businesses that have done that, like, so we're talking in our world, we work with what we call family small businesses, $2 million, $3 million, $50 million. When you look at businesses that are $100 million, $200 million, $1 billion, $2 billion, and you go, what's this business's agenda? Well, you're asking a question and, and you're saying, what should this business be about? Well, that question's already been asked and answered. So when people are asking, what should a business be about? The, that question's already been asked and answered. And um, when we get to, if we look back at like, what were the 80s? When, pe when people go back to the 1980s and they were saying, what, what should businesses be about? You know, this, the, the whole shareholder wealth maximization theory was kind of being pushed. Like that's what business should be about. You think of the eighties and, and movies, like the Gordon Gecko character, you know, greed is good and it's about corporate takeovers and, and the materialism. And that was all about whoever owns the company, you need to maximize that person's wealth. That's, and that was kind of generally accepted. Then we get into the nineties and we start talking about, well, there are stakeholders. It's not just owners. There are other people who have a stake in what this business does. And those could be employees, they could be suppliers, they could even even be um, people who, who have somewhat tenuous connections directly with the company, the community it's in. And then that, that community aspect really rolls into the 2000s where we have this corporate social responsibility becomes a huge theme. And what should companies be about? Well, they should be yep. about being good corporate um, community citizens. And then we get into 2010s. And we start talking about remote work and a new generation coming and quality of life. And yeah. are we really allowing each individual to, to be fulfilled in what they're pursuing? And, and work should be a place where people come to be their best. And then we get to the 2020s and who knows, right? We, we could throw around some terms. <laughs> <laughs> and part of that, you know, it goes back to the, the issues some people have with the Disney episode. You got heard you guys talking earlier about, you know, the woke The woke movement. The woke yeah. movement. Now it's all about employee fulfillment, customer fulfillment, and, and what are the things that they value? Well, they value what we would say is uh, an agenda of the world, and it's woke, it's you know social justice, and those 
things aren't always bad in of themselves. But like, there's there's a pendulum swing here that's taking place. Yes, and that pendulum, the, the swinging of that pendulum. Uh, I think one of the things that uh, when you're talking about these, what should these bigger companies do? It's easy to forget that those companies had an agenda in the past. They had a mission. They had a vision. And the, you know, the same way we start with small businesses that want to become bigger businesses and say, look, you have to have an agenda. Like you got to have the cultural foundation of values, vision, mission. That's what these companies did. These billion dollar companies, these Fortune 100, these Fortune 500 companies did. You know, they, they have to, let's, if you just kind of go, go through the list, they have to be profitable, right? Like nobody's, yeah. nobody's looking at a bankrupt company going, hey, you should be about your workers' fulfillment. <laughs> like the building's on fire. Like we got other problems. Like let's mm -hmm. get some receivables in the door so we have cash to make payroll, right? So the, these companies that are in, I will call it the luxury of having people ask, what should you be doing as a company? Well, They've already proven themselves financially viable, you know, somewhat profitable, healthy. They have uh, proven that they can attract and retain customers. They've proven that they can consistently deliver on promises. They've proven that they can attract good, uh, attract and retain good leaders. And they've done all that by creating an environment where people felt like they were pursuing something worthy. So these companies started and they kind of progressed through those things. They were about something that was worthy for people to pursue. They attracted leaders. They built good systems and processes. They found customers. They built a profitable business. And now they're sitting at the top of that mountain having built a profitable business. And some people in the organization or outside the organization are going, but what should this company be about? Hmm. And that company, it is about, it was about something. And this is where I think we could get into the, a whole different topic of like mission drift. What is mission drift? Mission drift in a sense is forgetting what that cultural foundation was in the beginning and thinking that, oh, now we should be pursuing something different. Yeah, well, well just for purpose of this conversation around Walt Disney, I have their, their mission and their values pulled up here. Their mission statement is the Walt Disney Company it, the mission of it is to entertain, inform, and inspire people around the globe through the power of unparalleled storytelling, reflecting the iconic brands, creative minds, and innovative technologies that make ours the world's premier entertainment company. And their values are optimism, innovation, decency, quality, community, and storytelling. We could probably do a whole nother podcast about <laughs> their values, but point being, I think you can make a pretty good argument for mission drift here. <laughs> Yeah, we can. We'll have another episode where we we uh, critique the length and breadth of the mission. They're really statement. hanging their hat on their information, inform piece of their mission statement right now. Yeah, exactly. And when we talk about uh, these companies and mission drift, you know, I I think it is important to go back to saying these companies have the luxury of somebody saying what should we be about. Right? And, and the larger your company gets, the more important it is for every, everybody to be on the same page. And I think one of the things that you, you see at Walt Disney in this, in the, the recent months, um, think, events that we're talking about is 
there's a little bit of a disconnect, right? So you, you have a group within the company who's decided that they want to use the business as this platform to push their agenda. And when that video got leaked, that Zoom video uh, got leaked, like the leadership at, at Walt Disney from the CEO and the chairman of the board, like they weren't entirely supportive, right? They were kind of rocked back on their heels and they, they issued this kind of mealy mouth statement. And, and then they got called out for that because, oh, you're not supporting, you know, and then there was a backlash. And then they came out with a statement a little bit later. But, you know, what was interesting in, in all of that to me is like not everybody was on the same page. And this is where, so let's kind of dial this back to our small business audience, because we're not, I don't think that the CEO of Disney is listening to this podcast right now. And I don't think that they're taking their cues from maybe Joey Cameron, maybe, but, (laughs) but if you're a small business owner and you're listening to this and you're like, where's the relevance in this for me? If you are not completely clear and uh, frequently articulate articulate in telling people what your vision is and what your purpose is and how that boils down into a mission statement that we try to hold true to every day. If you're not driving that and you start to experience some success, almost despite yourself, like we would all say that businesses can be much more successful if they have those things. But I mean, we've, we've got $20 million clients that have come to us and they have no values. They have no vision. They have no mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we feel like they could be like turbocharged and be, and it's not just about the revenues, but their impact in their industry, the impact in their community, the impact they have on their employees could be tenfold mm-hmm. if they would put these cultural underpinnings in place. And so we would say to you as a business owner, get this stuff in place and then focus on it. Because you may experience a success in spite of yourself in terms of scale. And, you, and, and that scale is going to translate into more and more people on your team. And these people are going to see the resources and they're going to see the influence and they're going to see the platform that your business has. And they're going to be passionate about something. And they're going to start to use your business to push it. They're going to use your business to forward an agenda. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so, you know, small business owners, I could, I could, you know, almost hear them saying right now, well, you know, the, the fortune 500, the fortune 100 companies, they're getting cudgeled by the media when there's a social issue, when there's something going on, the media, the first, you know, they're coming in and saying, what is your stance on this? What do you believe about this? And a small business owner, like that's not happening with us. You know, nobody's coming into our office saying, what do you believe about Wade versus Roe? And so, it's easy to fall in temptation of we don't have to, you know, have an agenda per se, have a mission per se. But the other side of the argument is while there might not be these outside external forces that are, that are knocking at your door and making you come up with a stance. One example is an employee that you hire that all of a sudden, you know, when you don't have an agenda, when you don't have a mission, that employee decides that they're going to implement their agenda, their mission within the company. And so they're out spreading a message to customers, to other employees, to whoever it may be that does not align with what yours is for the company as the business owner. So it's different, but it's the same, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It does. And and so I'll I'll use Axiom as an example, because it's the one that I feel most free to talk about. We could we could trot clients out as well. But uh, I haven't asked their permission to do that, but why, why, what is Axiom's platform or what is Axiom's agenda? Axiom is a platform, but what is the agenda behind Axiom's platform? And the three of us 
I think I know would all answer. I was going to say I think, but I'm not. I don't think I know. We would all answer the same way, which is we believe that small business done well has a greater ability to impact the world than anything else, any other kind of social organization or government institution or nonprofit. Small business done well has this outsized ability to reach into the corners of the world into people's lives. It's essentially what we're saying, and change them. Mm-hmm. in incredible ways, right? So that's our that's our belief. So we all are on the same page about that. And to your point, Cameron, if we weren't clear about that, now we have, at Axiom, we have a good system for helping businesses grow. We have a good, we have good tools for engaging with businesses and their leadership teams. And we have good training materials and good professional development tools and, and good leadership development tools that we could go into and we may not say a word about that agenda, you know, but we could implement those tools and that, that business would go on and it would, it would grow. It might grow in revenue, it might grow in employee, it might grow in industry impact, it might grow in a lot of ways, but it's going to grow. It's going to be improved greater, than, greater tomorrow than it was today. And let's say that we have a person on the team who doesn't share that same agenda with us doesn't share that same purpose with us and that person is going out and they're saying we have all these tools and we can make you more money than any other consultant we have all these tools and we can leverage these tools to give you more influence over your employees and get them to do things for you that they wouldn't ordinarily do and it's a good relationship it's a symbiotic relationship but this is going to get you what you want as a business owner or we've got this this system and we can put this in place and you can retire early and you can live the life of your dreams and sit on the beach and drink pina coladas and not have a responsibility or a care in the world and have the business just run without you. And we know because this is, this is the marketing message mm-hmm. of a lot of people in our space, a lot of people who want to consult with small business owners and they are not in lockstep with us. They're to- and so if we were to bring those people into our team, and we were not paying attention to our purpose, we're not paying attention to our agenda, we would look up in five or 10 years and we might be bigger, but we've completely lost our ability to impact the world the way that we want to sitting at this table today, right? So like that's, so if you're a business owner, what is the way that you want your business to impact the world today? I don't care how big your team is. I don't care if it's you at a kitchen table or it's you with 300 employees out in the warehouse. But what is the way that you want your business to impact the world? And if you're not clear about that, like reach out to us because we got a tool that can help, right? We <laughs> three-hour workshop, we'll be there. Um, no, but get clear about it because if you're not clear about it, if you're the person at the kitchen table, I would say it's more important than it is if you're the person in the the 300 people in the warehouse. If you're the person at the kitchen table and tomorrow you go out and you hire key employee number one, and only half of you are really working toward what's important, that's pretty detrimental. If you got 300 people in the warehouse and now there's 301 and you've all been going in different directions anyway, the dilutive effect has already happened. Like the consequences are not as great for you. But for the person who's got the 300 people, I would say, if you'll get clear about what you want your business agenda to be, if you get clear about what you want your purpose in the world to be, you're probably going to lose some of those 300 people, 
right? It's, it could be that your agenda is somewhat offensive to them. Uh, it, it could be that your agenda requires more of them than they want to give. And so you, you might have to give up some of that size. You might have to give up some of that scale for a time. But every single person who comes in to replace, every single person who comes in to add to the team gets run through that filter of this is what we want to accomplish. This is our agenda. Are you willing to share this agenda with us? Then you have the ability to, to change the world. Yeah, I mean, mic drop on that one uh, for sure. Speechless. Yeah. <laughs> well, I so I'll I'll wrap this up or my comments on this up. Um, just saying, like, I know that people get offended about about Disney. They get offended if I say like, uh, "There's things we could learn about Disney." I, you know, I would say there's things we can learn about everything. Uh, common grace is common grace, and and we should be attentive to it. And we should look out there in the world and see where we can be humble and find lessons. But I'll also say like, when you see a business, every time you see a business and you disagree with the impact they're making on the world, you say what they're doing is not good. If you can't look at your business and say, we're countermanding that in some way, then you, you, in my mind, you really don't have a standing to criticize. If you're, not, if you're not building the world in a way that you believe is worthy, then you don't have standing to criticize other people that you believe are building the world in a way that's not worthy. Uh, so you know, I'd say uh, I challenge myself and I challenge everybody else out there who's listening when, you, uh, when you're judging these other businesses. And, and when I say judging, I don't mean like judgmental, I mean discerning. I'm mm -hmm. saying when you're looking at what businesses out there in the world are doing and you're saying, I don't agree with that, be introspective as well and say, am I accomplishing everything with my business that I want to accomplish? And that's the question that I would ask us, you know, like, are, are we, is, is Axiom really changing the world the way we feel like we can, the way we feel like we should by taking the tools and the systems and the processes that we have and getting them out there to clients? And, and today, this morning, I, you know, we've already been talking plenty of business this morning, and I think our conversation has demonstrated that, yeah, I think we are. Hmm. I think we can do better. I think tomorrow's a day that we can we can take another hill. Tomorrow's a day we can. I was going to take Saturday leader. off. <laughs> it's true. It's Friday. Maybe we should, on Monday we can find a way to do better. <laughs> well, um, thanks for staying with us through this conversation. I hope it was helpful, and uh, we'll be back next week with another one.